Okay, Google, play the Sideline Hustle podcast. Sure, the Sideline Hustle football podcast. Here's where you left off. What's going on, everybody? This is your host, Drew Lieberman. I'm slow packing. <laughs> Our days here numbered. Even the way we've come up in the world, think about it. We've created the website ourselves. We've made this podcast ourselves. Like everything's been done just by us hustling. And you are now listening to the Sideline Hustle Podcast. We talk about doing this show. Yeah, we, we laugh and we joke and we complain about how hard we work. But if we didn't love to coach, we wouldn't be doing it. I want the good guys in. Get them out of there. I want the good guys in. To me, I think we're broadcasting the day-to-day life of what college football is. From the sidelines, we gotta hustle cause we gotta eat. From the sidelines, we got some goals that we still gotta reach. What up, what up? This is Coach Leibs bringing you episode 18 of Coach Talk. Uh, It's Wednesday, that's our get right day. Uh, I've explained this a couple times before, but we just run team periods all day and try and simulate a game. And our goal is to have a perfect day of execution. Uh, the game plan's in, you know, the, the scouting report's done, we know what to expect, uh, you know, we, we feel good about what we're doing, now let's all let's put it all together, let's put the first down, second down, third down game plan, red zone game plan all together and execute in a simulated game situation against the scout team, and, and when you have good days on this day, on a Wednesday, you know, because tomorrow's, tomorrow's just going to be a walkthrough, so this is our last day of real, real work, and when you have a good day and you feel like your team finished the week, I think that always means a lot going into the game and always ends up carrying over, uh, and, and just, it, just, it just tells you that your team is ready to go. Um, we're dealing with some depth issues at receiver, uh, some guys banged up a little bit, so we got some guys limited, um, and I've always felt like that's one of the hardest challenges as a coach. You know, it's, it's, it's kind of easy sometimes to coach your star players or fine-tune a kid's game who's getting it or even a starter you know it's easier to coach those kids I think I think the the real challenge is moments like this when you know you need to make sure you have four or five six guys prepared to help win you a football game if, if need be you know ideally you got two to three top receivers that can play the majority of the year but you know when you have some issues there's times where you need to call on other guys to step up and I think you know the real mark of a of, of a good coach is his ability to do that and prepare the four, five, and six guys to to step up and, and take advantage of their opportunity in the spotlight when their number's called. Um, so we'll see how that goes. I mean, I, I feel good about, uh, you know, we have about six guys that I feel like are, can play varsity football, have played varsity football this year. That's kind of been the rotation. And now we're just going to have to ask some more, some guys that, that had, had, you know, more minor roles before this week. So I'm always excited. I think it's a great opportunity for those kids. So so we'll see how it goes. And, uh, you know, that's that's the challenge for the week. And, and I think an interesting part of coaching is being able to manage your depth, preparing kids to play multiple positions. Like a big way to overcome an injury or, or anything like that is to make sure that you have multiple kids that can be moved around the field. And if you have, you know, I've, I've been at a place where, where the, the pass game coordinator, when I got there, only wanted to teach outside guys only the outside routes, wanted to teach inside guys only the inside routes. And I felt so strongly against that because I knew that we were an injury away from having to swing guys to keep your best players on the field. Um, and I just don't agree with that at all with specializing people at the, at the wide receiver position. I think I think that obviously there are going to be more guys who are more slot type athletes, just like there will be bigger bodies that are more outside receivers. 
um, and, and they're going to specialize in those in that craft. But I think that everybody needs to know how to run every route and at least had some reps at running every route so that you can move guys around. Even, you know, you can switch formations so you get bigger guys inside. Like the more flexibility your receivers have with, with the, the route tree they can run and, and the different techniques they know, the releases change very much in the slot versus being outside. The more they can, uh, you know, kind of bounce between all that, the better. And I think the easier it is for them, for, the, for the, you to create plays and get your athletes the ball in space. Um, you know, I think that's that's a huge advantage and a huge thing for a receiver position that you need to, first of all, be healthy and be dependable and be there every day and know what you're doing. But, you know, the more positions you can play, the better your chances of getting on the field. And if you're a great run blocker and, you know, you, you sell out and give great effort and have great energy all the time and you can play every position on the field, chances are you're going to be the next guy up. You know, and like chances are when there is an injury, like for me, I've always had a guy who I consider like a six man. And that's by no means to say that he's not a starter, uh, but but the way that I view it is he's like my utility guy. He's the guy that can play every position on the field where someone goes down here, okay, I know I can fill this kid in and then, and then put somewhere where they're more comfortable. Because it's hard to ask every receiver to specialize in every position, but it should be a goal of every receiver. And I think that in case of emergency, your receivers should have experience running all these routes so that they can go. So it's not the first time you never want to have a situation where you got to call on a kid to do something he hasn't done a lot to win a game. But the first time he's ever done it is out there on the field on a Friday or Saturday night. You know, at least have something in practice that he can draw on. Hey, it's just like those routes we ran during the summer. You know, something to make him feel comfortable and, and, and be able to think back to the technique that was being taught or, or whatever the focus point was there. I think that's very important uh, for receivers. And I think it's something that isn't done enough at, at the position. Um, you know, other than that, we just got a little bit of, of Q and a, uh, if you guys check the Instagram story, then you saw, uh, the post I had about kids who have, who are having troubles with, with drop balls right now, drop passes. And, and I think that's a big thing that, you know, we have, we had a kid on the, on the Bosco team that was going through that, uh, in about the, the late summer, like early preseason, uh, was just dropping a ton of balls and it's, and it's all mental. Like we all have the, the physical ability to catch something. If I throw it at you, you're naturally going to react and catch it um but so so it's, it's generally not about hands it's generally not about your physical ability it's all about your eyes and your focus and really what overrides all that is your confidence i think i think generally drop a, a spell of drop starts with confidence and lo- losing confidence that you're not talking yourself the right way so my response to this kid who he had once dm me before uh, on instagram asking about drops and i i can't remember what i told him but he said said it, would, it helped and then he just dm me again yesterday and said hey i was i was catching the ball great after i talked to you guys uh, but now, you know, I'm really struggling again, any advice or routines. And he said, I don't know if I'm doubting myself or what. And so the first thing that I told him was, and it's something I've talked a lot about on this podcast is the first way to get over drops is just aggressive, positive self-talk and just continue to tell yourself that you can do it and block out any, anything that's making you doubt yourself. And even if you don't believe it, or you have doubts while you're saying it to yourself, while you're saying, I'm going to catch the rock, I'm, I'm going to go make this play. You know, even if you don't, even if something in the back of your mind is, is forcing you to doubt it because there's obviously some negativity there, even if that's the case, say it to yourself anyway and say it over and over and over and aggressively talk positively to yourself. Um, and, and, event, and eventually you'll start to make plays and you'll start to reinforce yourself. And, and that's the first way to talk yourself out of it is you, you got to be conscious, even if you, you know that it's not true in your head and you have doubts, you tell yourself that you're going to make this play and you speak to yourself the right way. Number one. 
Um, number two is I think you just got to vary a lot of the ball drills you do. I think I think kids get stuck in thinking that standing in front of the quarterback for a hundred times, not moving with no distractions, is is going to translate to the field. Like yes, that will make that will make your hands better in theory, but you're going to do a, a, a variety of ball drills. That's uh, if you if you look on the Instagram, you'll see the lying down ball drill. We do a lot where, where you're lying down on your back and someone throws the football at you from different angles, and that's a good one. But you got to do drills where you're running on the move. Do drills where where people are, are hitting your arms and distracting you while you're catching the ball. Like those are all the situations that come up in games. And just run a ton of routes. Like the last thing I told him was, you know, work through this issue with more work. Like just work harder. Just run more routes after practice. Catch more balls after practice. Do more. Look up things on YouTube. Go search. If you go to the Sideline Hustle Instagram and you look at the story buckets we have, uh, you know, at the top of the page, uh, there's one that says catching. Like watch all those drills. There's a ton of them from the kids we were training over the summer. Um, so, so I think there's a lot of resources out there. You just have to, you know, you can't feel bad about yourself. Talk to yourself the right way and, and work through it. And, you know, I think, I think you'll be fine. Um, the other question we got, I got today was the best way to run uh, a slant versus press coverage. And there's two videos I'll post to the Instagram story today. Uh, they'll be there for the next 24 hours. Um, uh, the, the diamond release versus slant. I got two videos on it. That, and, and again, I'll post them so you guys can find them. But basically, with the diamond releases, you got inside leverage press, and you're trying to run a you know a short in-breaking route. That's one of the hardest things to do. So with the diamond releases, is kind of you release, you take two quicks uh, at the DB to kind of get him moving, get him attached to you. Uh, you know, you're not trying to kill him inside or get him to jump inside or anything. Uh, but you just take two quicks to get off the ball, get his hands off you, and then you want to get running to the outside. And kind of the reason they call it a diamond release is you want to go on a sharp angle towards the sideline. Uh, and get him running towards the sideline. You want his shoulders to turn towards the sideline to go to jump to cut you off. And as his momentum is going towards the sideline, you take two full revolutions, uh, which is which is going to be about four steps towards the sideline. And once he's running, his momentum is going there. You throw him by and slip underneath him. And the path of going to the sideline and then back underneath looks like you know like half of a diamond. I presume is why they call it a diamond release. Uh, but you so that's what you want to get him get him moving inside a little bit two quicks running towards the sideline throwing by underneath you have to use a violent throw by with your hand on his lower back and be really sudden and smooth in the break area you got to be real clean there um and it's got to be explosive but uh that, that's that's the diamond release as much as i can explain it you know in, in short form right here but check out those videos i'll post them on the instagram story um that's all i got it's wednesday get right day october 3rd episode 18 of coach talk i will see you guys tomorrow Hold up, brother, let me get this thing straight. Can't just be another random rapper with a mixtape. I just went and put another beat inside a pine box. I just went and took another trip way out to Biscay. I love Miami because they always treat me so well. They used to see me nowhere. I used to pull them by saying I run for the team. Now they running their hands through my head. They used to never want to see my town. Got them coming to the east side now. Where they at? In the city where I reside now. When they move a little weight, let the D line now. Running track or running back. Gotta keep it moving, never running back. Never. We running the game and they running laps. That's another story for another track. See, from the sidelines, we gotta hustle cause we gotta eat. From the sidelines, we got some goals that we still gotta reach. Yeah. Stop. Stop.